Faithful friends, it is I, Fanboy Will, and you have joined us for part two of episode three, season three of the Kill Your Radio podcast. We're glad to have you guys back. This, of course, like I said, is part two of episode three. But if you look at us uh, in your uh, in your podcast directory, this one should be listed under episode four. I know it's a little confusing. But uh, for whatever reason, you cannot put, uh, you know, uh, part one and part two of an episode. It has to be another episode. So, all that small talk aside, uh, we've got a great uh, part two for you today. Started off by The Assistant, followed by Gubble. Then The Flirts, Space Art. And the last song of this very day will be by New York Legends Gospel. And uh, if that's not enough, later on in the show, we will be joined by Kaiju Dicenzo, Choke City frontman Matt Gordon. That's right, Matt will be stopping by right after the music is done uh, to give us all the details. On a show we've got going down this Saturday, June 25th, out here on Long Island at the infamous Mr. Beery's, where Matt's band Kaiju Dicenzo will be premiering their brand new tour zine. That's right, and it will be used as a kind of a promotional tool uh, to promote uh, a brand new EP that they've got on the way. So hey, uh, if you want something exclusive, if you want something cool, please stop by the show and pick them up. They will be limited edition. Uh, like I said though, please tune in after the music to get all the full details from the man himself, Matt Gordon. We do hope you enjoy this episode. Should be a good one. Oh, my God. 
What's up? This is Matt Gordon from Kaiju Daisenzo and Choke City. A couple of other bands you probably don't even fucking know, but you will now because you're listening to the Kill Your Radio podcast with Fanboy Will and Zombie Bop. Mr. Transistor, and you've joined us for another episode of the Kill Your Radio Podcast. What's the matter with you people? Don't you have anything better to do? Oh, well.
are now listening to the sounds of the underground on the Kill Your Radio podcast, WKIL.
Hey, folks, we have returned from the abyss, and uh, this time around, uh, we started off this set with an old favorite of ours, The Assistant, with People versus the State. Want to take this one, Adam? Oh, yeah. Um, well, if everyone doesn't know, ex, the ex, the Assistant are ex-members of you and I. Um, one of those bands I got to see a handful of times. Um, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's one of the better bands, I guess, Screamo or whatever you would want to call it, you know, of that era. But yeah, they were one of those bands, and I wish they had more out. They didn't have that many uh, releases, really. You know, they had the LP, they had uh, Split with This Ship Will Stay. I think maybe, maybe two or three or four, maybe records. Yeah, but, you know, amount of time altogether is probably like 55 minutes of music, but it's fucking yeah, yeah. so good. And, you know, basically top in the band one of those guys like whatever band he's in is really good like he's just the music you're guaranteed to get a good band if you just follow him to the next band that's basically yeah he's just <laughs> one of those ones you know um but god damn you know they're they're a staple of my 2002 era of my yep. life but they're they're just a staple of it you know did you ever get to see them I didn't. Uh, great band, though, but I, I never got a chance to see them uh, uh, at a show, unfortunately. That uh, was when you were really into, like, Sub 41 and stuff, right? <laughs> yep. That's when I was listening to nothing but... Uh, I'm trying to think of an obscure music. Like, it's not going to be funny now. Tejano music. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, a band out of Jersey, so uh, Jersey. next door neighbor. I forgot next to say Jersey. Is it in between us right now? Um Joycey Hardcore, but uh, actually, if you um, looking at Thursday's full collapse, they thank the assistant. Oh, cool! And I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt they played a show or two. Um, Tom from the assistant is the one doing the heavy screams and cross out the eyes. Nice. That is Tom. I remember uh, when I saw Thursday once. I was like, Thomas is sitting, you know, and like, oh well, Tom's gonna be singing with him tonight, <laughs> and. Uh, but no one out there, you know, knew who Tom was or the assistant. They were there for Thursday. And I was like, what's up, Tom? That's what you're there for. But yeah, he is the one doing the heavy screams, like the, you know, heavy scream in the end. Yeah, oh, because I, I heard someone in my window, but it was just the fucking wind or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you want to get that one for yourself, you can find that on Alone Records. You can still get it uh, fairly easily. Uh, it, it, they, they did a good pressing of it. You know, you can still find it. Um, yeah. Oh, Debbie's stretching. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Okay. Anywho. I just, I just heard her jingle. Her jingle. Won't be a show without her interrupting shit. After that, a friend of the show. That was our buddy Hunter Steele with his band Gubble. Uh, this time around, uh, we played a song off his album Jazz. That was The Great Spanking of 1978. If you know Gubble and you know our theme song, you know that he kind of does this bizarre kind of... Uh, mixture of styles uh but it all kind of comes together and makes sense in the end always uh, we need him on the show yeah yeah we're gonna get him on here one of these days but uh this is his tribute to jazz music so if you listen to it, it's a little kind of all over the place uh uh kind of like his take on jazz and easy listening uh but it since it's in his hands it doesn't really end up being too easy to listen to because i was it just is gonna say the same joke. <laughs> it doesn't end up it does end up being all over the place but that's the charm of listening to him he's very complicated with uh, i have a structure. feeling mike Patton would actually enjoy him he would be like you know oh what? yeah yeah man. i respect you 
Yeah, you are the. But uh, this praise. one, this one's on actually a uh, a really good label, uh, Sweatband Records, uh, who's also done uh, work with uh, Def Club and a couple uh, other uh, good bands. But uh, yeah, this time around, this one is on Sweatband, and the name of the album, like I said, is Jazz. Uh, you could still pick it up. Uh, you could actually pick it up on uh, the Gubble page on Bandcamp. You could also pick it up on uh, Sweatband Records. And uh, yeah, uh, one of our uh, second uh, Canadian band we play today. This uh, Hunter's Band Gubble is out of uh, Uxbridge, Ontario. So the second Canadian band, which doesn't happen very often. No, we have a little thing. Not, not that it's on purpose. It just doesn't uh, tend to happen too often. We have a little thing uh, today. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be actually uh, uh, having a little bit of news later uh, involving Gubble. So please stick around uh, after this set for that. Uh, next up, we the had flirts. the good old flirts with jukebox off yeah. 10 cents a day LP. Uh, Adam, you want to take this one? Oh, I fucking do. Um, they are another one of those bands, you know, new wavy power pop. Um, I have a cat who just attacked my, my arm. Oh no, it's Binky. Oops. She just fell. <laughs> It's okay. She's got nine lives. She might be down to eight now, but she's, yeah. uh, she's all good. Um, but yeah, there are, so this, um, I remember seeing a weird video for this in a record store. They were just playing a compilation on VHS and probably, I don't know, 1990-something, but this is, again, this is kind of like M&M's, or it's just one of those ones, like, I'm always a sucker for just really poppy new wavy power pop punkish kind of stuff where it just you hear it and it but just, at the same time it's almost got a throwback to like girl groups of the 60s and it does and, it, and like the, the late 50s and um i guess most i guess commercially big would be maybe a josie cotton yeah um you know johnny are you queer yes stuff. um it's just one of those ones that just caught me right away i and people look at me and they think oh he just likes loud music but no it's Actually, this is equal to my violent, angry music is just pop music. You know, if it's I don't know, I hate using just power pop because then again, it mm. throws you in a box, you know, right. but it's I guess it's a power poppy, new wavy punk, but it's just I remember the weird video for it. And then they're like, when they're the don't want they're doing this, like they're shaming you. Yeah. In the video, so that's, that's they, again. That's going back to like the girl group stuff from back in the day. It's they would, really they do like the choreographed kind of moves with the. You know, it's a very Phil Spector sound. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people will disagree, but one of my favorite Ramones records is End of the Century, just because it's the Phil Spector. It's got a, it's got a pretty big following in that record. It's, you know, but everyone was like the early, the first, not four, as much as like the first, like the first, first four, album. but like mm -hmm. you know, this is album number five, and again, it's just I like overly polished pop music mm -hmm. of that it's enjoyable era. and it's catchy so you it's kind of hard not to when it's like exactly. it's an earworm you know it gets in there and then it just starts to kind of stay there after a while and you can't really get out of your head you know so it's, it's designed to do that like a catchy hits back in the day were designed to get you in so you go and you buy the 45 and, and you that's know. what this one was this yeah what was once i bought it um i have the single you know and it's it's one of my top ones i play it all the time and I'm pumped that we we're actually playing so much of this good pop music today. Because yeah, this is a this is a little bit of a change from our usual kind of. Uh, we usually go for just kind of more more or less the uh, uh, the punk and the hardcore more straight. Uh, but we have been adding more elements. Like we're trying to, you know, I tried shoehorning in my you know my love of hip hop more. 
a couple episodes back. Uh, and then, of course, there's, uh, you know, my love of, uh, you know, uh, Adam and I's love of uh, Prague and stuff like that. So we're trying to play more of that stuff. It's psych and uh, trying to make it a little more uh, uh, interesting because we both enjoy that mixed bag. You yeah. know, uh, of sounds instead of just kind of making it a hardcore show or a punk show. Uh, I mean, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a music show. I would say we're basically everything we're playing would have would could easily be on the Cool Nature label. Yeah, sure. Just because you know, because again, he plays. Steve, you know, tends to put a lot of a little bit of everything on his label. He's got noise. He's got punk. He's got you know hardcore. He's got uh, uh, experimental. Uh, you know, he's got poppy stuff. He's got. A little he, bit of everything. By the way, talk about who the hell is Poppy? I always hear people talk about a musician called Poppy. I, new music and made. Just, I, don't I don't know. I mean, really, up until they were on SNL, whenever I, I kept hearing Lizzo. Like P O P P I or P O P P Y, Poppy? With a Y. With a Y. I think it's, a, I don't know if it's a single musician or a band, but there's them or her. I think it's a her. I'm not sure. Um, Lizzo, up until they were on Saturday Night Live, I thought it was an old Italian man. <laughs> just because Who, Lizzo? I, I, I didn't know the music. I just kept hearing the name. Have you heard? I was going to say, if you've heard the music, it's definitely not no, an old Italian I never man. heard a note, you know, but I thought it was just a, I thought there was like, you know, like Rizzo. It just made me think of something like Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. That's different. That's like, no, yeah, no, it's no. Like an Italian. Yeah, but it, when I heard Lizzo, I thought it was just like a, like a, like a, Someone who would have been friends with, like, you know, my uh, stepfather, Charlie. You know, just like, yeah, it's my friend Li- my friend Lizzo. It does. It does sound like that. It's my friend, you know, Lizzo. From, from, the, the, old, neighborhood. from the old neighborhood. Yeah, and it's – I was completely wrong. Exactly. She's, like, young and everything. It's just like, As oh. usual. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know. It's great because we are officially that old where we don't know anything pop. Or and I forget what I've said uh, 10 minutes ago, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I could name, like, I don't know their music well, but I can name, like, really off the top of my head, I could be, like, Billie Eilish and Adele, but I could not tell anyone else. As any- a matter of fact, sitting here for the last 10 minutes, I'm convinced I might have soiled myself, but I'm not exactly sure. You did. It's starting to smell a little bit. Soiled? Yeah, it's crazy of how how few popular bands of today i can name um i just you know i'm sure in not our, our thing you not know thing. i mean i'm sure there's a type of people like who the fuck is pat benner that everyone's talking about but we're always like <laughs> you know we're like oh everyone pat Benita. you know Benita. but uh you know to us i mean that was my girl right there same size as me but she got them teeth yeah she does she got that she got the she don't got she don't got dolphin teeth she's got no. chompers dude she got the pearl square teeth Come on, man. That's 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 a that's a Long Island hero right there. You can't yeah. talk shit about Pep Benatar. No, dude, she could kick the shit out of anyone, dude. That's right. Love is a battlefield. Oh yeah. Did you see the uh, David Wayne thing where he's when she starts shoulder shrugging at you? Shit. Did you see the uh, David Wayne um, thing where he's doing his version of that? Yes, it's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah. my god, I love David Wayne, dude. He's my, funny. My brother got to meet him when we were at VH1. You know, he just. Uh, he got to interview, and I was just like, kind of jealous, just because it's David fucking Wayne, man. He's great. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, very nice. Next up. Uh, but anyway, speaking of things that are a little kind of out there that uh, we've been playing, uh, here's a perfect example of that. That was a band by the name of Space Art, and that was a song called Watch. 
off of Trip in the Center Head, uh, a record on If Records. This is a kind of a French uh, synth duo. Uh, they do kind of like a spacey uh, cosmic synth pop, I guess would be a good way to say it. Uh, the career span from 1977 uh, to 1981. Uh, but then they kind of uh, resurfaced in 2012, this time around with an actual uh, live drummer. Uh, the two members of the group, uh, Dominique Perrier and Roger Rizzatelli. Uh, unfortunately, Roger Rizzatelli passed away. But the cool part is when they resurfaced in 2012, um, the synth, I believe, was replaced uh, this time around by the live drums of Roger Rizzatelli's son. Oh, and uh, they were doing kind of, I guess, old uh, space art uh, uh, covers. Uh, That's with fucking just, like, live stuff. But yeah, this is just straight up. If you're into synth, this is basically all it is. It's just bare bones synth. Um, and they were, uh, they really didn't make it too big in this country, I guess maybe on college radio, probably they've got more play, but, uh, in, in their native France, they were pretty huge, uh, released, uh, three albums. So, uh, if you're a fan of, uh, old school synth, uh, if you like, uh, Tangerine Dream, uh, stuff like that, uh, give something like this a shot. Uh, this is from way back in 1977. Uh, so I was, uh, two when this came out. I was in a ballet. But uh, whatever I think, Tangerine Dream, what movie am I thinking? Now you're thinking about 3 o'clock high. Great, great movie. Something to really, which isn't really a Tangerine Dreamy song, which is funny. No, it's the opposite of a Tangerine Dream Tangerine song. Dream is usually just moody synth. You know, but. And, uh, and that song is a straight up pop song. Their songs kind of fit more into Stranger Things than that, but. That's <gasps> oh, oh, nothing else matters. I love that song. Dude. What a great movie, 3 o'clock high. At 3 o'clock, you and me are going to have a fight. Why? <laughs> Why? Why are you fighting this kid? You could breathe on him and, him and he would die. <laughs> He's like, and then why do you need brass knuckles to fight this kid? Buddy Ravel was the biggest dick. It's great because Buddy Ravel totally sounds like it could be like a power pop person. Oh, it's, totally, like, it's totally a band. Yeah. Hey, I'm, hey it's Buddy. Or maybe he thinks of like Buddy a pop Love. Punk, a pop punk band. Yeah, it makes you think of Buddy Love, Power Poppy. It's one of those things you would have seen on uh, Uncle Floyd. Do you remember that? Oh, I love guys? Uncle Floyd. Hell yeah. yeah. I loved Uncle Floyd. Yeah, then. It was, they, they played an episode of that. Uh, BC Boys were on it once. And, uh, really? Really? The BC Boys were like kids. You know, it's cool. like a, you know, it was before license. And it was between, it was like the Cookie Puss era. But it was like when they're doing a like Puss. a. Hey, I think it was more like BC Groove era, you know, like that Probably, stuff. Probably, yeah. Like and, it was uh, like the tray. It was like their transition when they were kind of hopping over. They're hopping over, they were, but um, yeah, they were just kind of coming it. out of the punk stuff. And then um, you know, Stiv Bader's was on it. Cool, Uncle Floyd. I got to look up those episodes. I didn't. I had no idea that they were on there. Yeah, how about I um, used to watch that show all the time as a kid. I used to watch it all the time. Yeah, half of our listeners have absolutely no <laughs> idea what we're what, no. what we're talking about unless they were. In New York at a certain time, but um, exactly. Uh, public access shows are fun, especially they're very of their area. Area that they, that they come out of. Yeah, they really, you know, whatever area that they air out of, they're they they're mean, very of that area. You know, like you'll hear the accent from the area, you'll hear the accent of the city. I know, uh, and then and it's got a feel almost of the city when you watch a public access show. I mean, hairdresser. Yeah, that's, that's all we gotta got to say. That. They don't have them anymore. I don't know public access. Now it's all YouTube. It's still around. It's still it? around. But uh, it's it's not, you know, the strength that used to be, obviously, because everybody's made the jump over to over to YouTube. Oh, God, stuff. they were the best. These, these shows were. But Uncle Floyd was actually good. Um, Great show. Funny, too. 
And then actually, my boy Sid X, he had a, you know, he had his show on public access in New York. Good stuff, you know. The good thing about the public access, you got the horror hosts, and that was yeah, that was my thing. I used to love the horror host shows. So, oh, those ones are great. And then there was the, uh, I think it was an SCTV sketch when he's doing it. Um, Uncle Floyd, yeah, uh, Count Floyd, Count, Count Floyd. Floyd, Count Floyd. Count that Floyd. was great. Oh God, yeah. Oh, he opens up the casket. And he's like doing the werewolf. House. Oh God, that. <laughs> he's like coughing because of all the dust. Oh God, yeah, I loved SCTV, dude. It was SCTV's the shit, man. You know, like we Uns- had unsung classic. I mean, obviously, uh, people. You know, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Hunter might be a little young, uh, but uh, you know, uh, obviously, back in the day, people that you know uh, from Canada would know of. Uh, it's basically the show that you know gave everybody John Candy and Eugene Levy and Martin Short, and basically everybody from Shit's Creek. Yes, yes. You know, uh, yeah, Joe Flaherty. Yeah, Joe, not John. Is it the uh, Joe Joe Flaherty? Um, is it Joe Flaherty? Yeah, um, I can't remember. Oh God, dude! Yeah, the McKenzie brothers. It was just, uh, and they put out the one movie in this country, Strange Brew, which is kind of like a, a cult hit still. Dave Thomas. Yes, Dave Thomas is part of the McKenzie brothers, and Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, the guy who I harassed. Who went on to have, I would say, pretty good success in this country, even though he was primarily uh, Canadian yeah. actor. Uh, you know, because of the Honey I Shrunk the Kids and. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors became kind of and Ghostbusters became Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, but I mean, big John star, Candy yeah. made it really big. I mean, a lot of them just John Candy's definitely, I think, the superstar that that came out of that whole you that know whole camp. I mean, now everybody knows like Catherine Martin O'Hara. Short got huge too in this country. Yeah. Martin Short got huge. Talk about Martin Short. Um, season two of Only Murders in the Buildings coming out. I want to see that so bad, but I don't know fucking Hulu. I love Steve Martin too. I love them both. I got to see it. I I got ways of finding things. Don't say anything. So shady. <laughs> I know where the bodies are. Shh. Don't worry about it. It's a really good show. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry about it. But uh, listen, you know, bad news, no nudity. When somebody from New York tells you to not worry about it, you tend to have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> no nudity. No nudity? Damn it. Tom <laughs> would be pissed. Is there nudity? <laughs> What was it? It was like Star Wars, I think you are talking about. We have a friend that literally, we, we talk about a show or a movie that he's never seen, and his first question would be, and it, the title would basically give it away, that it was going to be no nudity in it, but he would literally ask, is there any nudity? Like, that is the most important thing to him. Is there Serious, any nudity? It could be like, Star Wars, is there any nudity? It could be a movie called, like, Serious Kids Doing Their Homework and Respecting Their Parents. <laughs> And it's uh with no nudity. Is there any nudity? <laughs> He'd be kind of guy who would be watching fucking like you know, uh, those UHF channels are just coming in. And he'd be like, oh shit, a titty, and then you're like, oh, it's an elbow. <laughs> Back in the days of uh, obviously, probably a lot of our listeners wouldn't. Uh, uh, kind of like uh sympathize with this but back in the day if you were clever enough and you were and you were, had a cable box back in the day there was a thing called a cable box you had to press where it was button. connected yeah it was connected by a wire to a box and then that box was connected to your tv the thing is that if you pushed through i think it was three and seven together at the same time and then somehow fucked with that little dial on the side if you were watching the adult channels you could almost see a little bit of nudity but not quite and you could also hear, like, you could obviously hear the moaning because you, you can't really scramble the audio, but you'd be able to hear what was going on, but you couldn't, you know, if you're a horny oh, little man. kid, you wanted to you wanted to see a naked lady, you know, it would be like your only kind of chance to try and do it. But 
And then you're looking at my oh oh god, that's a guy's elbow. Oh, like, god, I no. think that's a boob. Uh, it might be a knee. Uh, not really sure. I don't know what the oh dude, it's a dog's nose. Oh, but when you're a horny kid, just the idea that you might have seen a nipple is just enough. It gets you through the day. It gets you through the day, but <laughs> it dude, gets I, you through the day. Oh god, those cable boxes were great. I think it was channel thirty-two with with long with Long Island. It was three and seven. You had to hit three and seven or three and six. I think three and I know this because I tried it yesterday. I think it was three and seven in in Manhattan too. That's great. Dude is so broke he still has the cable box. I know, right? You come over to my house, it's like, dude, you still have a cord on your phone. (laughs) I have to like go in the kitchen and stretch the cord. Remember doing that back in the day? Stretching the cord. You wanted privacy, so you had to stretch the cord. Being all jealous because your friend had the cheeseburger one. We are so old. The cheeseburger phone. The cheeseburger phone and the Garfield phone were the cool phones. And then the the football one. The foot that was the Sports Illustrated one, yeah. And then do you remember the one that was just a cock? It was like the cock phone. <laughs> the dick phone. <laughs> You're just like, hello. I mean, I still think it's funny doing the banana phone. Whenever I have a banana, I was like, hello. I do it to <laughs> Debbie because gets old. you know I'm 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 isolated in here. So it's me and Debbie. So be beautiful girl. You're being good now. We had one more song. <laughs> the last song of the day. Speaking of something different, but something new at the same time, that was uh, our good buddies out of New York State. That was Gospel Ooh. with uh, their song SRO off of their phenomenal new LP, The Loser. Uh, we've talked about these guys numerous times on the show uh, uh, with, for good reason. They're, they're a, a basically a modern day. Uh, you take all the good elements of everything good. And you kind of throw it into a blender, and that's what you get with the gospel. You got hardcore in there. You got prog elements in there. You've got the synth. You've got metal. You've got math rock. you got all kinds of stuff that we basically – especially if you took this show and threw it into a band, this would be – that would be gospel. That would be what you would hear. And this is the band when they were out – when they were first coming out. I would tell you hundreds of my, you got to get this fucking record. And that, but that was when I was like stuck in just hip hop mode. And I was like kind of getting mode. out. I was dropping hardcore a little bit. I was like, I'm concentrating like a, almost on underground hip hop exclusively. And I just didn't want to hear anything. But I remember you trying to hammer this in my head. Like you got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. Oh my God. And then, they, and then when I finally heard it, I'm like, okay, now I see what all the fucking hubbubs about. Their live shows were bonkers. Um, and there wouldn't be too many people there. In a way, I wanted more people there. In another way, I'm like, Crazy okay. to think about because now it's like whatever they put out, like sells out in three seconds. Now it's, you know, the same thing with Seisha. But like, no, yeah. one of those bands, when I was seeing them live, I was just like, everyone was kind of fixed on certain members of the band, you know, Vinny's drumming or Adam's guitaring, you know, like. That's the thing. All the elements are top of the line. Like, you know, vocals, guitar, bass, uh, drums. Every member of this band is trained. Provides something excellent. They, they so when practiced. it all comes together, it's like shit, man. They've practiced. They've been in yeah. other bands together, so they That's know the each thing. other. And uh, it's a know. well-oiled machine, as they say. And you know, like this record came out it's seventeen years after the other one. Yeah, and, um, seventeen years later after um, uh, worst one. They they blew it out of the park. Sometimes bands put a new album out, and you're like, oh boy, and you're like, that was bad. This one was like, wow. They they my expectations went way out. You know, just because it's just. I can't even explain it. Just listen to this song. So obviously, obviously, to put, to put it in short terms, we can't recommend this album uh, uh, more 
Um, uh, this is an album on Dog Nights Productions. Uh, the album, I believe, is completely gone. You can't get the vinyl anymore. Uh, but if you head on over to, uh, I guess, the Dog Nights Productions or, or uh, Gospel on uh, any social media platforms, you can also uh, go on over to uh, Bandcamp and download it or, uh, I think, you know, whatever, Spotify, yeah. uh, iTunes. Uh, and, 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 and believe me, buying just the digital download is 100% worth it. It's so good. Um- it's one I of the was, better records you'll hear of this year. And it's, you know, it's fairly early, I'd say, still in the yeah, year. It but is. I'd say it, there's not going to be a better release that's going to I don't think, that's um, going to come down the pipe. Oh, no. It's I mean, pop, this is just insanely good. It hits. It has something for everybody in each song. Like, if you're like, oh, I like prog. You will like this song. Which one? That's the great part about it. Like, like every said, genre bit of one, everything. but it works. It's not like. But if you're a hardcore kid, you will a thousand percent dig this. You will, and you know, it's not I mean, like something where you can like, oh, okay, they're really trying to be weird or whatever. It's right. just like, it's it's good. Um, I the second I remember they were saying whatever it was. This is another one where like like Tank Engine, you could tell that they're music nerds. They're music you nerds, can, yeah, um, completely. They know their instruments. They know what they're doing. They know music. You know how to put things together and arrangements in certain ways, and and how to break them up, how to put them back together so it all makes sense. It might be you know a little bit fragmented, but it always it's like a magnet. It always makes its way back together, and, and it makes sense. I got which you is know, really hard to fucking do. It's, it's very not easy. The very second that this record went for sale, I bought it immediately. Yeah. I bought every color. Um, it's funny the black vinyl is the rarest, but um. That's awesome, actually. I think I, I actually dig that because it's usually like the crazier, like if it's like marble something. You know, it's the harder that stuff, and it's just like the black. This is, you know, it's a little tongue in cheek. I love that idea. I think that's genius. You know, but it's just, oh, I love this album. It's fucking. Yeah, brilliant. man. Uh, if there's any one album, uh, we'll tell you to really go out and kind of grab uh, on this uh, show. I mean, everything we played today, we highly recommend, obviously. Uh, we wouldn't yeah. have played it on the show otherwise, but. This, this is, particular record is definitely on our top, I'd say, three or four of, of this year. They will make another pressing of this one. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I can't. And then, you know, also, um, if you go to their social media, they do have a very good cause to donate to. Yes, uh, 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 we've spoken uh, uh, about the uh, drummer for this band, uh, Vinny Roseboom, uh, whose daughter, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, has a kind of a rarish form of, of cancer, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, obviously proceeds uh, from this record. And uh, they've also done some benefit shows uh, to help out his daughter, Alina. Uh, so obviously it's for a very good cause. So uh, if you uh, feel like you want to help out, it's actually, I think, still open. The uh, It's still uh, open. The, the GoFundMe. And they've made an impressive amount of money uh, uh, due to the, you know, the, uh, the punk and the hardcore community kind of coming together and the, uh, uh, obviously, friends and family and uh, everybody who uh, uh, cares uh, has really come through in a big way. Uh, so that's a it's a great thing to see. And uh, hopefully it keeps on happening. And uh, obviously, uh, I see nothing but good things. I hope this band makes five, six more records. I hope there's I mean? more. Uh, I mean, I fucking loved them when they had the Splint 10-inch with uh, Code and Armada. Another band that I really loved, and then another I was good like, band, yeah, for sure. You know, it's just one of those things. I think I have everything they put out. I mean, it's just they're just that good. They but, reissued the uh, first album too recently. Yeah, well. and that sold out in seconds. Yeah, but um, I'm hoping there's a second press, and hopefully it gets on like maybe just black vinyl, and then a lot, you know, like a big pressing instead of doing a bunch of colors. Maybe it'll just make it readily available for people who want it, or 
tapered. See, the problem is like uh, Adam and I were having this conversation. I think it was yesterday where the problem is you got these fucking record guys who will they're scalpers more or less. They'll buy a hundred copies of an album or whatever. And, uh, you know, sell them on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money because they know that this is a thing that's in small supply, but high demand. Um, I will so they'll say, go out. Yeah. You know, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say the the one that got me before was the scowl. scowl yeah, the brand new scowl. Like it just came out and like got bought up, sold out immediately. And now if you go on like, I don't know, whatever, eBay or Discogs. People eBay. want ridiculous amounts of fucking money for it. It hasn't been pressed. The second pressing of the scowl, um, you know, how flowers grow, was pressed on uh, like a uh, pink and uh, like two other colors, yellow. I can't, I can't hate brown. the scum that is these people more. But um, I, I really, I really can't. I the when it, the minute it came out, I again I wrote Will and I'm like, dude, get this. It's gonna go for money. He Glad got I it. listened because it was literally like I think the next, not even the next, maybe into the next day it sold and i was it was gone oh no it was, sold. It was the next day i believe within 12 hours it was gone yeah. you know but like you know um same thing with I, pulled like the, the, I was watching tv at night and i was just like bam bought it you know that and like because the, i didn't get a chance to get it the first time so that one you know i didn't i missed that on the first time because i think i was on the phone at work and then i was like god damn it when i was off the call it was done but um <laughs> i got the end it record all the colors and like zulu you know that's another one of those, like those three oh, yeah. bands on you know Flatspot Records. Flatspot's been Flatspot's been blowing up the, uh, the exciting, incredible bands. They're putting, they're so, great, uh, you know, and they're kind of like uh, they're kind of like Steve over at Cruel Nature. They have a they have yeah. a magic ear. They have the magic ear. Uh, they're the vinyl. Well, I mean, they only have, they, they yeah. do mostly tapes and CDs, but they right. put these things on vinyl, small pressings. But like it sells, it sells fast. You know, um, yeah. if things are sold out, people, here's my little my my little tip to you before we. Uh, end this little segment here, but um, if you're looking for a record that's recently new on a small label, instead of hitting eBay and Discogs and spending three times the amount, write the label, write the band and say, hey, I'm so sorry to annoy you, whatever. Let them know, you know, like, hey, I was wondering if you had a copy because they will sell it to you if they do. Based on, you know, I don't think there's, you know, a good majority of the time they might have a copy or two sitting around. Sometimes, yes, that'll happen. Sometimes, especially if somebody's running an operation. A lot of these record labels, people think they're thinking like RCA and, no, and it's giant. Just, they're usually people's garages, and they have all these records that they just sell out of their garage of the of the bands they put out or their basement or wherever they happen to have their stash of vinyl, and that's and where they sell them. Buy it directly so. from the label, even if they're like, okay, you know, they had to mark it up a couple of dollars, five bucks. Give the money to the labels. Give the money. It's to going the directly band. to them. Uh, more, you know. Obviously, we we love our Bandcamp. We love our uh, our other uh, musical uh, uh, platforms yeah. where you can get download music and all that stuff. But the problem with those services, like we've said over and over again, is that the band not you know not always is getting a full cut. Yeah, but you these know, ones. So, the one it pisses me off that the scowl I think was what twenty dollars shipping and handling included something, something like, like that. that shipping and handling. Um, <laughs> um, shipping and shipping and, fu and fumbling, right? But then I was seeing it. It's not even fucking pressed because they're saying July first. They're hoping so. Maybe it's being pressed right now. But, but due to due to things being in shitty uh, yeah. supply, um, God knows when it'll be. Somebody already be marked it up to hundred and twenty dollars. On fucking real. So instead of spending hundred and twenty dollars to sell some scumbag on eBay, um. Write the labels. 
you know, write the bands. They may have a copy, you know, they'd be like, you mm-hmm. know what? And actually, if you want the scowl record, the yellow vinyl of it, people are trying to jack it up. Um, as of this morning, it's still on Revelation's website. So again, that money is going to Revelation, an actual label, an actual distro, instead of, um, you know, it's going instead of these scumbags pockets, give it to them, you'll save, you'll spend less money. Hey, Gemma. Um, you'll spend a lot less money and it's going to the right place. And you're not just feeding the greed because then these people are going to continue doing this. You know, if we stop, that's them, the problem. They, they, they prey on, uh, uh, desperation of collectors. So what they'll do is they'll obviously to make a profit for themselves, they'll exploit the fact that these things are in short demand by buying and then selling back to you in turn seven, eight times what you'd be paying normally. And don't because do you're desperate and they don't have a lot of them, so you have no choice but to succumb to these fucking pieces of shit and, and have to pay them these crazy amounts of money. You know, so. I, I'll admit it. There's been times where I bought two copies of something, but you know what? That other copy gets mailed out to you or something. You know, Mike? Okay. Yeah, but you're also a collector who buys multiple copies of records anyway. Oh, no, I buy one of every You color. don't buy to sell. That's no, the difference between not a, you and a not scumbag. At all. I buy one from my, you know, I buy one of each color. And if it's a low cover, you know, I'll buy two. And then I'm like, hey, you know, Will or another friend of mine, you know, whomever. And I'm like, hey, did you get this? Oh, no, I wasn't able to. Here it is. I will not sell it. I give it to you. You know, I'll mail it to people like that. Don't expect me to buy things for people all the time. But I'm just saying I'm not profiting. I'm giving it if to the label. If you're able and, to and you've got an extra copy, he does. I, I mean, I could vouch for it. He does. So. Yeah, you get that yellow Gorilla Biscuits and things like yep. that uh, Vanguard I gave you, you know. But right. like. That's what awesome, I do. I can, keep, I can keep the Gorilla Biscuit sealed, so I'm happy. You know, because you know every I don't song. have many records that I don't open. Believe me, there aren't many. But, you know, that's what <laughs> I, you know, I will buy two because then I'm like, you know what, my friend or whatever, you know, do that, people. If you're buying more than one copy, give it to a friend. Or if you have to sell it, you bought it for $20, you know, shipping included, sell it for $20. Just don't, just don't, be, just don't be that scumbag. Don't, don't be, that, be that scumbag who just jacks it up. Because it's dirty. It's a dirty and it's, business. And it's, and it's continuing this trend of, you know, it, it's it's the same thing with, you know, obviously I'm a big comic book geek, but it's the same thing in our community where it's like, you'll go to a show, right? And there'll be variant covers and stuff like that, or sign different covers that are in short demand. So what'll happen is they'll buy, you know, a bunch of them and, and, and get the more rare ones and then sell them on eBay for crazy amounts of money that you would normally never spend. And another thing is they'll go to get a book signed by a creator at a convention and they'll have multiple, I'm talking 12 copies of a book to sign. And that, what is the first thing the comic guy always says when he's signing them? He always says, what's your name? This is no, let me guess. This is going on eBay. And a lot of the time I've seen them refuse it. They'll be like, I'm going to sign you. I'm going to sign two books. That's it. Because what they'll do is they'll take the signed copies and put them on eBay and jack it up. It's disgusting. I just mean, just so they can make an extra. You here know, is few the bucks. one, the one loophole. For They're that. not real fans. That to me, no. that isn't a real fan. To me, I go to a convention, I get a book signed, I take it home, I fucking cherish it. I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. I put it on my fucking wall, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you're a fan. I, it's I'm a fan. I'm not one of these scumbags who looks to make money from it. The only maybe a loophole for that would be jacking it up and then. Every single penny of that is going towards a charity of some sorts. You know, if here's just- the only time I think that might be somewhat acceptable. If you're a small record shop owner, yeah, and you buy a copy of a record, you know there's not going to be anything you know left that's going to sell out. Get one copy of it and put it on your wall, 
and say, extremely hard to find. We managed to snag a copy. Charge a couple extra bucks because you're a small mom and pop record shop. But you need to make some money. I mean, the scowl thing, like plus record stores are dying anyway, so it's like you want to keep them open. Yeah, but the you scowl know that would one, be the only. That's the yeah. one that really. Uh, it was. I saw one for three hundred dollars, and it's just like that's what? fucking insane. Insane, you know. I would get it if you know what I'm doing this much money, but every single penny of this is going towards you know, glad or like, you know, a charity that means right. something. Uh, Which I've noticed a lot of people do now. Is they, and that's cool. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a few pieces right. of shit who just pocket it. Like they were that kid. Oh, yeah. They were that kid who would fucking on Halloween would keep the UNICEF money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like they'd be doing something for like to raise money for like a school, like, like basketball outfits or something. And they'd just take all the money. I mean, well, that was us. Remember the last time I was in New York was a year ago. You and I were on the train. We're like, my name's Adam and Will. We're raising money for our school <laughs> basketball uniforms. We're selling they look at handy bars. Is like, you know, five foot nothing. And me is this out of shape guy. And they're like, yeah, these guys aren't playing basketball. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> these are some white motherfuckers. They are not playing basketball. Good not afternoon, happening. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my name is Adam, and this is my friend, Will. We are raising money for a high school basketball uniform. Motherfucker, you're 45. We are selling M&M's peanut. Cadbury cream eggs. Oh, you're hurting me. My side hurts. And butterscotch hard candies. Please. We're charging $6 a box. Normally, you could go to CBS and get these for a dollar. Please help buy these butterscotch hot candies. <laughs> oh my god, my stomach hurts. If anyone has no idea what we're talking about, you've never been on a subway. You've you've never been in New York on a subway, obviously. Uh, <laughs> we should totally do that. Just see if anyone thinks we're in high school. Like, um, I could do some hot two, hot two, ziggity bing bong boom, and see if we can make some hot money. Two. Uh, Life Stinks. Good movie. Hot two, hot two. Sticking a big bop boom. Hot two. Hot two. Mel Brooks does it. It's so aggressive. Hot two, hot two. Sticking a big bop boom. Hot two. Hot two. Haku, haku. Sticking a big bop boom. Don't don't talk about Haku. He'll kill you. Yo, Haku's signing. I I was gonna tell you he's signing in Comac, Long Island. You gotta uh, go. Coming up. Yeah, I gotta go. I, I am not looking him in the eye though. I dare to go. Get your shit signed and to go, this is going on eBay and then slap him. I'm going to go up and kick him in the shin. See what he does. Just see. If anyone doesn't know about Haku, is the most dangerous wrestler human. Let's just put it this way. If somebody was hiding under Michael Myers' bed, it would be Haku. (laughs) You look at him. He's always been kind of a quiet guy in wrestling, you know, talented, you know, but then. The stories, 100% genuine maniac. The stories, every wrestling shoot interview from people from like the 70s, 80s, 90s, who is the most dangerous, the toughest wrestler? Every single one, Haku. That's right. Oh my no God. Joke. If you've got everybody saying it, chances are it's fucking true. Dude, they showed it on Young Rock. They had the scene go. when, um, you know, uh, Haku is just like, someone's like, you're one of those fake wrestlers. And he's like, oh, I don't want any trouble. And the guy's like, let's fight him. He bites his nose off. That's a real story. He bit a motherfucker's nose off for saying wrestling was fake. 
Um, oh, man. He's been maced and laughed at it. Yeah. And had yeah. four there's, cops there's... taking him out. And he was like <laughs> laughing. We've told these stories before on here, but uh, if you want, you could uh, you could go deep diving down the rabbit hole on the internet. There's plenty of stories uh, out there. Haku is, and he's a good guy though, man. I'm a big fan. So good wrestler too. Very good wrestler. Known as Ming in WCW. Uh, you know, yeah, Haku, dude. You why, gotta... Why'd they feel the na- why did they feel the name for the uh, 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 the need for the name change? He's intellectual property kind of a thing, you know. Was it owned by WWE that name Haku? Probably, yeah. Because when he that's came, that's bullshit. When he if came, your back, actual name is like owned by. <laughs> well, no, it's not his real name. You know, that's not his. Haku yeah, yeah, I know. It's you his, know, but, his wrestling name. Yeah, but you know, how many times did you see? You know, um, I mean, at the time, Hulk Hogan. You know, he got named by Vince McMahon Senior because they really. We're not even, we're, we could go into what's going on right now with Vince McMahon Senior. Well, that's a show for that's the show for another day. That's another. Yeah, that no. Well, his father was the name he did. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah the main the the original Vince. And McMahon, they wanted not, him to die. As the guy who just got uh, his father to get legal trouble for being a perv. But no, but they wanted Hulk Hogan to dye his hair red to go on with the Irish thing of you know because and then he didn't want to die because they said his hair is already thinning. Um, but you know, was it true that his original name was uh, Hulk O'Flanagan? Yes, no, it's Hulk Hogan. But then they had um, it was because the Incredible Hulk and he was bigger. But then they had, you know, before that, he was Terry Golden, you know, with uh, him and Brutus Beefcake, uh, Terry Boulder and Ed Boulder. Um, this is the part of the show where Adam Adams goes on this crazy wrestling tangent that lasts at least 20 minutes. It does. But we're not going to right, go on. Yeah, go on. Go on. And that's the whole story. But, yeah, they always change names in different, you know, they always change names even more now. Yeah. But we have some news coming up, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, we're going to close this one up today with a little bit of news. Uh, Of course, the top of the news, uh, we spoke about it earlier. Our good buddy over there in Canada, uh, Hunter, uh, with his band Gubble, has released a brand new album. This time around, he takes on The Circus with his his, uh, brand new release, The Amazing Gubble, Catastrophile. This, of course, is our buddy uh, Hunter Steele. Uh, out of Uxbridge, Ontario, who does our theme song and on the side has this crazy little band called Gubble who does this very unique uh, form of kind of all over the place music. But uh, he said with this one, he wanted to do something a little bit different. So uh, this time around, he takes on a a kind of a circus theme uh, where he kind of, a lot of his songs tend to be, uh, uh, especially the older Gubble stuff, tends to be a little more bass heavy and bass driven. Uh, this time around with the new release he goes more towards the organ for the the how to kind of get that circus feel to it so he kind of fucked around and he and he 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 found out that uh at the end of the day he had quite a few of these little uh organ ditties that he came up with so he said ah you know uh sounds a little bit like a circus thing so they decided to put together a whole theme of circus stuff and i remember when he first mentioned this to me and i was like man i can't wait because knowing gubble it's going to be insane because and it is um you think about yeah you think about the circus like being weird and creepy as it is and then you throw in gubble into the mix and it's like oh it's pretty much what you think it'll be you know and it's good. I mean, it's yeah. it's like if it's like if uh, Mr. Bungle, yeah, like it's a Mike took some acid and went to the circus. It's weirder it's, than the you know than Mr. Bungle. I mean, it's yes. it's genius. It's great. You know he, and it's definitely. I would say uh, it's not a thing where it's like power pop where everyone could kind of get into it and enjoy it. It's definitely for the advanced listener. 
so if you're into things like Mr. Bungle, uh, if you're into things like, you know, uh, kind of out there stuff, uh, you'd obviously enjoy this a little bit more. Stuff. But also, if you want, you know, uh, something that's different, you couldn't get any more different than uh, oh, uh, no. anything by Gubble. Hunter, you know, and Gubble, uh, they, they push the boundaries. You know, they're just, he doesn't give a shit what everyone wants to listen to. He's like, I'm going to put this out and it's going to be good and it's it's good. It, you know, you might have to listen to it a second time. You're like, oh, oh now I get it. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, very nice. He's the kind of guy, he, he's like, he's happy just doing music for himself and his buddies. But it just turns out that this music that he does for himself and his buddies happens to be good. Yeah. And uh, he never really gives himself that much credit, which is which is funny with him. Uh, no, but there's a reason that he's, you know, doing our theme. We we are fans. Yeah. Yes, yes. First and foremost. So, you know, uh, so, you know, you know, uh, uh, Hunter, the uh, unsung genius. So if you guys want something, like I said, a little bit out there, a little bit different, definitely go pick this bad boy up. Uh, you could get it on his uh, Bandcamp page. Uh, but uh, right now, as of now, there uh, is no physical release. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change. It might. Uh, I but, can see uh, a cassette coming out. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Definitely going to pick it up uh, if that's the case. Uh, I would love this on vinyl. That would be sweet to hear in mind. Yeah, but, you sure. know, it could definitely be on casket. Um, yes. A cassette. And, um, you know, maybe a reel Cassetti. to reel. Cassette and maybe a reel to reel. Who knows? Eight track. <laughs> But yeah, knowing knowing Gubble, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something uh, weird tracks. like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, kind of a, a lengthy one, sixteen tracks deep. So you know, if you do like Gubble, you get definitely getting your money's worth. Uh, and uh, he never really charges a lot of money, so uh, it's it's worth every uh, every penny. So uh, yeah, this would definitely be another uh, high recommendation from us here uh, at the show. So and congrats, buddy. Uh, we're we're obviously very proud of you for uh, yeah, putting and out the, the just new release. you know all. The proceeds of his albums uh, go to our school basketball uniforms. Yes, and uh, the Sad Clowns of America Fund. <laughs> sad <laughs> Clowns of America Fund. It's for it's for depressed clowns everywhere. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's the news, uh, with the exception of one last little morsel we've got for you guys. We just happen to have a special guest on the show today. That man would be Matt Gordon. So we are going to say goodbye for now and leave you with a little bit of audio that we recorded actually yesterday-ish. And uh, that will have all the details for a show that we have coming up with the mighty Kaiju Dicenzo and a bunch of other great Long Island bands that, of course, the Kill Your Radio podcast will be sponsoring and hosting. It'll be at Mr. Beery's out here on lovely Long Island. Uh, we will have all those details after this. But uh, thanks for joining us today, Thanks, everybody. everybody. Take care. Hello, hello, everybody. Fanbo Will here once again, and we are back with the interview I promised you earlier in the show. That's right. We will be joined shortly by Matt Gordon of Kaiju Dicenzo and Choke City, where he will be discussing the uh, show that we've got going on this Saturday, June 25th. And Mr. Beer, is out here on Bethpage, Long Island. Matt will be discussing all of the bands and uh, all of the particulars uh, regarding his uh, brand new zine he will be selling at the show. So if you want a nice exclusive item, please stop by and pick it up. Uh, of course, they will all be very limited, so come early and uh, bring your wallet. Uh, should be a good time, folks. We hope to see you there, and uh, we'll be joining this interview kind of in the middle-ish. 
So uh, we're not exactly picking up from the beginning. Uh, Matt will be joining us uh, in a later episode uh, where we will have a more uh, thorough conversation about his band, his label, and all that good stuff. So we hope you do enjoy this little excerpt uh, from a conversation we had Uh, anybody who wants to come out, please join us. This will be a uh, Saturday, June 25th. And of course, uh, headlining will be uh, Matt and his band Kaiju Dicenzo. And we're going to be joined by a few guests, Matt. You got uh, Christ Head. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about the Christ Head, uh, my, my boy Justin's band. Uh, he actually used to be a roadie for Helen Detroit. We used to call him Bass God. Wow. That's and he. Uh, Right, that's great. They're um, they just put out a um, a cassette on Sunken Temple Records called Monitors and Blues, and uh, great Long yeah, Island label, yeah, phenomenal band. Like everybody should go and see them. They are amazing, amazing live band. So you know, definitely. Should. We also we we have also got a, another uh, group of gentlemen you mentioned earlier. Ten minute, 10 minute major. majors, uh, a new band. Um, that's my buddy Nick, uh, who also played. Uh, he he was a former member of uh, Glassjaw, the original incarnation of Glassjaw, and also uh, two minute major. Uh, not two minute major. Two minutes hate. <laughs> Ten minute major is the band. Too many numbers. Too many numbers. Too many numbers. Sirs, too many numbers and making me confused on on. <laughs> Sambuca and and uh, Fernet, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Ten Minute Major, uh, great new band of my buddy Nick, who I had to put on because again, this show is about friendship, and we want to celebrate the release of Human Wreckage. So it was like, I wanted to invite a bunch of bands that also did not get to play um, the original uh, a piece of the Beast release show, which which happened last year with Gospel. Kaiju Desenzo, Heat Map, and Edgar. And originally, Christ Head was on that. So that's another reason I asked them to do it. And and uh, besides 10-Minute Major, the other three bands on this show, People's Temple Project, Christ Head, and right. The Third Kind are all on that comp as well. So I wanted to invite three other bands that did not get to play that uh, release show with us. And Herjaza just got to play uh, the gospel show for Vinny's daughter's benefit. So I was like, okay, so they're taken mm-hmm. care of because they were on there. Still suits not active. Um, so so we asked uh Price Dead, of course, because they got they had to cancel for COVID reasons. Um and then uh uh People's Temple Project, they're a great band. They're on the Piece of the Beast comp too. Uh they played our first show ever that we ever did in 2015 at Don Pedro's. And we I, wow. I wanna say we've done like five shows with them over the years. Yeah, so they're kind of like nice. our little brother band. Like, you know, they, they kind of did our first show with us. Uh, my guitar player and partner in this, Gabe, is really good friends with Greg um, from uh, People's Temple Project. They've been friends for a really long time. So uh, that was a no-brainer put them on. And then I wanted something really heavy, too, uh, from the Piece of the Beast, and that's the third kind. And they're like fucking brutal thrash band. That's uh, my buddy Rich Muller, who actually – uh, played drums in Helena Troy for a short period of time. Whoa, what the heck was that? <laughs> motorcycle. Well, I guess your, your best friend, the motorcyclist. The loud ass motorcycle that's always you know outside. There's like a bar across the street from me and there's always bikers um, so there. So you're isolated by bikers and, and, and the woods. 
Not the woods. I'm in the suburbs, but it's basically that's 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 a horrible combination. Yeah, I am. There's actually a good record store that opened up to the show. You got to get out here. Get a cat sitter. I got to get out of here. I know, dude. I want to see you at the fucking show. I'm not at this point. I'm not accepting a no. I'm going to bring out a trampoline to this show. 90s style. We're all going to jump off it. Like when I got a guy in a Godzilla costume that comes out for me. Oh, get out of here. Do you have a guy for hips? You know, if we all jump too high. Do nope. you have a hip guy? <laughs> I got Roll experience it. for this show. Don't worry. But nice. anyway, more of the technical boring stuff. Uh, as I said, it's going to be Saturday, June 25th. The place will be the uh, infamous Mr. Beery's. If you're wondering where that is, it is 4019 Hempstead Turnpike in good old Beth Page, Long Island. So if you're in the area, please come out. It is only ten dollars. Going to get all the bucks. Band. Five bands. And, come on. Yes, and you're going to be able to pick up, uh, you know, some exclusive stuff that you're not going to be able to get your hands on for a little bit. So uh, what better? Reason yeah, we're going to have the release of the Human Wreckage Photozine, only limited to a hundred copies, and we're only going to have thirty at the show. So if you want one in advance, we're not releasing this till July. So if you want to get it early. Come to the show, and we also got the last uh, six copies in existence of the Oxygen Destroyer Kaiji Daisenzo split. It's so, we we made three hundred CDs, one hundred fifty cassettes, and it sold out fucking instantly. Um, so this is the last six CDs I think that ever. I don't think they're going to repress this. So where are those guys based out of Oxygen Seattle. Destroyer? Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. Washington, nice. Yeah, uh, northeast, uh, northwest. Sorry. Yeah, gotcha. um, but great guys. They're obviously fellow kaiju fans. And, uh, it was the it was it was perfect, perfect connection. Split. But these are the yeah. last six copies. Uh, um, whether they repress it on cassette or not, I don't know. But we got the last CDs. I don't think they're ever going to do those again. Um, so that that's going to be available. And then we got uh, you know a bunch of other merch and shit too. And and it, it just you know come out and support. It's Go see a band for, like a show for fucking ten dollars, and exactly, you, you don't get to no. do much of that anymore. No. And with everything kind of returning to somewhat of a normal, somewhat of a normal yeah. state, uh, it's it's good to go out and uh, see, like a, see a show too. Because, like I was saying, too, four of these uh, five bands that are on the bill, well, all five bands are different, but we're all punk kids, and um, that's what you're supporting, and we all sound different. You got thrash metal. You got us, which are weird, like kaiju. I, I want to say we're, we started our own genre called kaiju metal, kaiju punk, kaiju uh, monster violence instead of power violence. There you go. Oh, uh, but, and then you got you got the third kind, which is like a thrash band. You got Christhead, which is kind of like a 90s alternative rock band. Um, you got 10 Minute Major, which is like they're, they're kind of like this weird like – Dinosaur Junior E meat puppets kind of thing. And then you got People's Temple Project, which is what the what the kids are now calling scrams. But I guess it got turned into Screamo or whatever. But yeah. So yeah. whatever. It's a good show. So you fucking come out. It's you a good fucking show. do on a Saturday night, you know? Do it. Do it. Drink some beers, listen to some good music, yes. and uh if you want to, if you want to come to the show, doors open at uh, seven o'clock. The show does not start till eight right. o'clock, but come, come a little bit early. I don't know if you're going to have it set up early, Matt. So if you come, you can take advantage of being. Yeah, early I'm going to be there or... early because I got to set up all the shit and uh, 
Will merch be selling at that yeah, hour? Yeah. Or? We're going to have all our merch set up. I'm going to be slinging okay. it at the at the merch booth. So come out and uh, get your photos in before they sell out because they will sell out. Like I- Adam and I will be at the merch booth wearing our thongs. Yeah, signing, like, yeah. Don't forget signing. your pearls. We're going to have you your next rare uh, exclusive uh, fanboy will microphone visit at during the show. I'm gonna. Oh my god! I don't know about that. Like, man. I don't know. Guy, you know, or Adam, if you were there, you go up and do it. Be like, listen, poor guy, <laughs> no lurkers. You know, everybody's got to get paid somehow. I got to pay five bands, so we'll, you know, we're open. You know, it's a great show. Everybody should come out and fucking support. And definitely, man, fucking I'm- punk rock. You know, I'm hoping that kid will be there. The one who's like, if anybody needs a place to stay, yeah. I got <laughs> There's room. always that one kid. It's cool. It's time because you're going to be the one needing a place to stay. <laughs> I know, right? That's I'm right. going to be the one. I, well, I told know? him he could crash on my, my live around the yeah. fucking corner. I told him he could oh. crash on my floor or crash on my couch or whatever he wants to I'm do. sleeping next to you. <laughs> Dude, if you want to sleep between me and my wife, you're more than welcome. I take up no room. You'll, you know, I'm, I take no, 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 much, not much more room than a dog. I'll but, stick uh, you with the top uh, drawer of my dresser. You'll be fine. I could sleep in a drawer, you know, but uh, <laughs> three stages <laughs> style. Yeah. Or uh, Seinfeld. There's the one That's right, right there. Yeah. When did Seinfeld become the biggest show on earth? Now everyone's like Netflix. Seinfeld memes. It's all the Seinfeld memes with everything. It's wild. Netflix. But, uh, Next merch will be uh, trading cards. <laughs> Kaiju trading cards. I gotta cards. find. I gotta find. I gotta bring all my fucking like my old toys to like someplace. You know. Oh, there's plenty of places that buy, but the problem is being a you know being a toy guy myself. They give you pennies for what you want. I think they don't yeah. get you off your thing. Oh wait, no, it Uh-oh. says I'm still here. All right, I'm still. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here. I had a. Like, get this fucking guy out of here now. Who the fuck are you? But anyway, um, yeah, please come out to the show Saturday, June 25th. Sponsored by yours truly, you know? And I wanted to do it with you guys because you're always playing, like, you know, not only have we been friends for a long time, but you guys have always played our stuff and and, and the bands that I represent, like, from the past and, the you know, and the present, whether it's Choke City, Kaiju Senzo, Helena Troy, and a lot of the other bands too. You've always, you guys have always been like supportive of, of uh, the stuff that we all listen to. So. Well, I found yeah. out you were still alive again by going on Bandcamp. I was like, I haven't, I haven't seen Matt Gordon and I don't know how yeah, fucking years. long, you know, you know, and then I was this kind of, I was like looking up your old band. I was like, I wonder if they have anything, you know, on, on Bandcamp. So I, I just happened to discover that you not only do you have the old stuff out, but you've also got yeah. a new band. So I was super excited about it, and I told Adam right away. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, yes, we uh, immediately jumped on it because we both kind of fell out of the scene for a while. Where we were, now we're discovering all these new bands and this crazy. Yeah, who bands or all the re-releases of old bands? (laughs) That's great, though. We're the guys with the walkers at the show in the back. The one that's blowing my mind the most is a straight-up thirty-second hardcore band, Scowl. Playing Madison Square Garden with Limp Biscuit with Limp Biscuit is crazy to me. Just because, yeah. not even just like a band with that sound yeah. is getting to play MSG, which that's is crazy. crazy. You know, like that's fucking like that's, a, that's yeah, cool that's crazy. It's like you know, there's no better you know uh, 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 promotion than that. Yeah. That's for damn sure. You know, just from that alone, you know, I guess the people who were grew up on Limp Biscuit, you know, because they are like 
a generation or two behind us, I guess, and age-wise, they are starting hardcore bands. So maybe all those people who went to that show, you know, or maybe them and their kids, and these kids are like, I don't know what I just saw, but I love it. They go from right. them, and then that's their, you know, that that's takes, their that's uh, their entryway drug. That's their, yeah, that's that how is they their start. misfits or something yeah. where right. we that's picked them that we just discovered, early. you know, the necros. Well, like the Sasha stuff, it's like, you know, yeah. for, for a lot of these kids, you know, it's like I didn't jump at those tickets, not only because I was like, one, I know how popular they are now. And I was like, I'm not even going to bother trying to fight. The kids <laughs> Some kid from, from fucking like Nebraska that's never to see them yeah. wants to go to these shows. And all four of them or five, whatever it is, let them go. Because you know what? I Those are my friends. They'll always be my friends. They're great people. But I got to fucking play mm-hmm. like twenty shows with them and experience their That's friendship awesome. and continue to do that as well. But if 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 these kids have never got to see Sasha, let them go. Let them go. Fucking. I didn't. I didn't want to. I have. I didn't want to. I didn't, exactly. didn't want to go and take anybody else's. Uh, if is anybody spot. else's spot that like you know I have a memory of playing with those guys at shows and that will always be there. Yeah, and uh, you know they'll always be my buddies, and like, but but I, you know, that was a time and a place, and it's like I'm glad I got to do it, and like they're still good people, and whenever I see them, I'll give them a hug and a kiss. But like, uh, you know, let let some some fucking twenty year old kid or whatever that, or or even some thirty something year old kid who never got to see them because they didn't live in New York. Sure, you know it's you know go fucking yeah. I have memories. I can tell you where I was standing at shows, probably because, no, Rhea, I always stood in the same area, kind of like the back uh, the short on the guy side section. of the door. No, it was just the back right. <laughs> like, right by the merch table and, um, like, where you go outside. At least for the upstairs. When I was downstairs... Oh, holy shit. Yeah, that yeah. first Stacia show that States played, I, I remember exactly where I was, like, you know, watching. That's where was I that, was. That, was. that fucking disgusting basement. With all, <laughs> yeah. No, the first time I heard them, again, crucial chaos. And then they said Seisha. I spelled yeah. it wrong on the tape because I taped every episode. I think a, a couple episodes before them was Millhouse. And then I saw Millhouse play FIT the year before I went. Yeah. But um, it was a Seisha show. And it was, I really want to say Seisha, Ethel Meserve, Caven, Bridgewater. Yeah, well, that was their first show. And then they did that, they did that NYU thing. And then their next show after that was Bob. Uh, no, it wasn't Bob's house. It was uh, ABC No Rio with Ire and the Seeds. I remember States Ire, Seeds, great band. And the States of Seeds. So that was, and uh, and then after that was, I want to say Bob English's Bob English from States of Seeds, uh, Edgar and and Tetsuo, his house with uh, closure and. States of Seas and Seisha. So it was like... Oh, I was just going to make a funny joke. Everybody's favorite venue, yeah, Bob's yeah, House. Bob. Yeah, right? Bob's not a great Bob's band. You know, you, know who, you know who played Bob's Basement? Uh, you know who played Bob's Burgers? Uh, Portrait <laughs> and uh, Bleed. Yeah. Wow. Por- nice. Portrait's Past, I mean. Portrait's Past. Portrait's Past. Come on, out Portrait's Past. Edgar, Tetsuo, and um, Bleed showed up late and they played his backyard. And then fucking Bob Bob, Bob, Bob had everybody at his house. Uh, at VOD played his backyard. That that wouldn't you know? surprise me. I love VOD. 
all my shows blend in together. I think the only reason I remember because I was listening to the you know the recording of the NYU and they said the bands on it, but I can say shows and they're like they never played together. They blend together at that mm. point just because you've seen a handful and you know in that and senility. Yeah, it's just that you know <laughs> in a you know in summer you could see a show or two every weekend, so it all blends in together. So it's like. Oh yeah, I saw this band with this band and this band, you know. But and a lot of the bands play together, yeah. but you know. I don't know. The one that sticks out is, you know, watching Jamie almost get arrested or get arrested then freed, but that was just hilarious and I'll I'll have that for the rest of my life with me, you know, and then yeah, like Colin and Dima and I seeing uh Paul Weller. <laughs> you got me? Oh, I can yeah. hear you. I hear you now. All right, uh well, yeah, thank you so much for uh, fucking, you know, doing this and, and uh, being a sponsor for the show. Well, that's the end of the show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Adam and I both thank you so much for joining us. We will, of course, be back very soon with a brand new episode of the Kill Your Radio podcast. But until then, we do hope you join us at the show this Saturday, June 25th at on Long Island here at uh, Mr. Beery's and Beth Page. Should be a really good time. Uh, some great bands, uh, as you heard. And uh, hey, uh, it, it's time for us to start getting out there and living life again. So what better thing to do than uh, go to a show, drink some beers, and have a good time. We hope to see you there, everybody. And uh, thanks for tuning in.